record. We mm-hmm. are recording now. And then, yeah, anything you do say now. On the taken, record. Yes. Taken to court. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in court right now. This is where you belong. Um, so, yeah, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> 10 years on the Right. Trip. This Dude. is my, like, sworn in, like, this is my yeah, Bible. Yeah, Swear yeah. it in now. <laughs> You've been, you, you know, can you list the Ten Commandments? You know, that this is your moment. Um, thou shalt not lie. <laughs> or is that like a... That is one of them, I think. <laughs> thou shalt not lie with thy neighbor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, that just sounds very intimate. Yep. Well. These are the things we do podcast. A podcast about film, life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today I've got my special guest and friend, Talisa Don. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why was it way harder to say your full name, Talisa Don? Than it is in in systematic order. <laughs> it's I, not a hard name. It's not a hard name, but I feel like Talisa and Don, like it's just like the T and then the, maybe the D. I think really it's hard. the N D. The D. The, the and, and Don. Like, Talisa's quite flowery, and then Don's like Don. <laughs> yeah, what's where? What a last name. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> it's an English last name that is just. I mean, I think people when they hear my first name, they're expecting a really really long. Yeah flowery last name too and then i'm just like don you're like three, just don three yeah letters yeah you're very done. like bish bosh well done you know yeah, yeah it explains a lot yeah um and so like it's just i think the juxtaposition between the two names are like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bit jarring but yeah i mean like uh <laughs> i love that it's just um because i didn't realize it was an english name i thought it would have been very much like uh Don. Yeah, it doesn't sound like an English, although it probably is a very English name because yeah. if I look back at history, there's a lot of like... Bleh. Dons. <laughs> Dons. Dons. Yeah. A lot of Dons. Um, yeah, no, like there's English far, like lots in um, my Sri Lankan side of the family, like English men marrying Sri Lankan women, you know. <laughs> Just a camera. <laughs> you know, like filtering through the last names. Really? Sowing their seeds. <laughs> <laughs> What a start. Can I just say if you are, if we're if anyone's just started listening, I'm sorry, we're talking already about sowing seeds <laughs> and and those disgusting men. Whoops. <laughs> no, it's you start. Um so Talisa, mm-hmm. I know who you are. We've known each other for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But um obviously only a handful of the people on the internet know who you are. Would you like to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Well, I'm surprised anyone on the internet knows me. <laughs> um, I'm Talisa. I'm an actress, writer, model. Um, I'm currently working on my first short film. Um, been in lots of things with you. Done Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. Um, was in I Am Woman a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I studied overseas in New York. Um, worked over here a little bit. And I'm just... Plodding along, loving life. Living living your best life. Living my best life. <laughs> living my best artistic life. Trying to trying to do my thing. I love that. Yeah. I I, I love how much optimism you always have. <laughs> the optimism is um clouding clouding all the other things. <laughs> it's like if you don't do it with a smile, you're gonna be dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, because because the I think the funny thing is like when when people meet Tilly, and we've chatted about this as well. Like you know that um a long conversation we had where it was like you have resting bitch face. Oh yeah, uh, it just looks like because you when you rest you just don't have much of an expression, but you're really lovely and sweet. <laughs> but everyone's just like, ah, she's look at her, look one second at her, and I was like, oh man, she's awful. She's so mean. It's like, is that what you thought of me? <laughs> no, I didn't personally. What I have other people thought about me? I I think you thought that th- that was what other people had thought of you the I first mean, time they met you. I mean, I I mean, I do think that because people have said that to my face. So, <laughs> I mean, we even spoke about that at lunch today. Like my friends and I, we went out to lunch, and um, they were like, "Tilly, you're just you don't have an approachable face." <laughs> is that is just not in general? Yeah, or like you just you don't look all that approachable sometimes, and then you smile, and then it's fine. <laughs> That it, you're like, oh no, hi, oh, awkward <laughs> smile. But um, yes, I guess it's the resting bitch face or the, I don't know, the tallness. I don't know. <laughs> you, the you, imposing height. I mean, it's not that imposing. I, you, I, it irritates me that people think it's imposing, um, because you are just the height that you are. And mm. there is nothing, you know, wrong with that. But I, I, you are quite tall, which mm. you know, the average you're above the average height for women, which is like one eighty one in centimeters. Yeah, one eighty three. So like six foot. Yeah. So bang on. Mm-hmm. Um, was that always expected when you were? Yeah. Uh huh. So like they doubled my height when I was two, and <laughs> which is a thing that you can do. And the pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the pediatrician was like, she's going to be tall. We expect her to be like five eleven, six foot. My mom's like, all right. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. And then we did. <laughs> and you're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause like, when did you shoot up? When did, when did that happen? I mean, I was always tall. Um, and then like around year six, mm. all the other girls were really tall. And then I think I was maybe like the third tallest, but still one of the tallest. And then in like year seven, I started to really shoot up and I was just taller than everyone. And then at 16, I like shot up straight to 5'11". Mm. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust that. Thank you. That's perfect. That's now perfect. just talk. Hello. Now just tilt it down slightly. A little in between. Perfect. Oh, it's perfect now. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> no, I can hear you perfectly in my ears now. Um, okay, so it, that was kind of like a age in between point and then and then suddenly you just went yeah i mean i was never not tall i was always tall um but yeah i think like 15 16 was then i like just grew giant yeah i want to say i don't want to say giant because like it's still a normal height but like every other person around me was probably like five eight and i was like six foot yeah i mean that's look i you know i think i think it's also kind of like i'm used to i obviously have a lot of tall friends so i'm very used to seeing women who are various different heights um but yeah i think i think it's like that is uh, uh, i didn't realize a nutritionist could be like just expect uh, she is too to be this tall when she's like in her teens that is like unheard of i don't even think my doctors guessed how tall i'd actually be no it's yeah it's like a thing yeah Um, because i remember like i think with all my medication and everything they thought i'd stop at like 175 
and I beat them by like six centimeters. Yeah. So I'm like, you were what like watch me. Yeah. Just... <laughs> just put me on a stretching board like that. <laughs> like, strap me down. Please pull on my spine. Um, but um, no. Yeah. You, did you ever watch the movie White Chicks? And they oh, um they said to their friends like they um we had our knees done, and then I used to really hope that that was a real surgery because they could elongate themselves. I was like maybe I can like shorten my legs. So we just like wow. ch- like half like cut a bone and then like fuse the bone together, just cut a couple inches off. Wow. So did you really hate being that tall? Yeah. Do you still hate it? No, it's okay now. But yeah, but you've kind of like grown into it. It's annoying for like some film things because mm. you know so many actors are tiny um and i'm you know i don't think i'm like right for every world because i'm like a certain type of look <laughs> you know but that's also like a gross generalization yeah I'm that's, like... you know what the industry puts out there but um no i don't like i don't mind it like it's a part you know because now if i see someone who's taller than me in a room i'm like how dare you <laughs> you're like i will cut your feet <laughs> like, off. that's my thing <laughs> i will d- i will damage your bones so you are not as tall as i am <laughs> Suddenly there's a murder scene just at the end of the day and you've just killed all the tall people in the room who are taller than you. Yep. And they're like, we're looking for a woman who is six <laughs> foot on the news. Um, but yeah, like I, I do agree with you on the fact that, you know, you know, you were grossly, you know, underlooked because of your height as well. Mm. I mean, like what I think, because um, you do have like, uh, we, you know, because obviously model industry and stuff, but you do have a striking look. But I think... It's interesting because I know we've chatted about this and I think the difference is between like, you know, when you're an actor and you're a performer, that a look, how you look naturally doesn't mean how you could look in a film. Yeah. And those are two very different things, yeah. but people automatically assume, um, and I think a bit in like just low independent stuff, um, that they just don't really look past. Like the, the surface level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always say that like you have yourself and then you have your actor self, you know, because like there are so many different people who are like introverted, but they play very extroverted people yeah. on camera or on stage, but that's their actor self. Mm. And like the characters I play are very different to who I am as a person because they like, it leans to the type that I am, yeah. like of how I look, of how like my, my essence or whatever, you know, yeah. just, you know very different inside yeah because you 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 and i are very similar in the fact that we are quite introverted people mm. um and kind of just a bit weird <laughs> in the nicest possible way don't think we're strange um or do or do i don't mind yeah <laughs> we make more the jokes here already so um but yeah like you're a bit of a i think you i think people automatically assume that you're this sort of um, I think like glamorous automatically when you're kind of an. And awkward... what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but no, I think I think you're you know like seeing you in your natural habitat is kind of like a bit nerdy, a bit you know geeky. You like certain things. You have an interest in like stories and ideas and stuff like that. And you kind of like yeah. Well, I a... think so many people like like to pigeonhole people, especially yeah. they like to pigeonhole women. Yeah. So they're like, well, you're you're tall, you model, you look like this, you may have a resting bitch face, so you must <laughs> you must not like 
you know, other things. You must not like reading or, you know, you yeah. must not have a sensitive side. You must not be introverted and like spending time at home. Yeah. Or, you know, you must not like reading fantasy books or whatever. Yeah. But you, know, you, you know. must like glitzy, glamorous things. And I still like glitzy, glamorous things. And I love makeup and I love clothes, but I like them in my own way. Yeah. You know, and those things that, you know, you can have many different boxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think it's like um what were you wearing? You had your like Wonder Woman kind of esque shirt mm-hmm. um on when like I've um we did filming your T shirt and stuff like that and you've just got like little bits and pieces that are kind of like things that you like and then you know, no you know, everyone kinda of looks past that because they sort of look yeah who you are in your face and they're like, Nah, she can't like Yeah these had... nerdy things. Yeah, I wore a um um a Led Zeppelin shirt once, like to an acting class, and this guy like saw my shirt and he was like, "Name three songs, go name them." He's like, "What?" He was like, "Your shirt. If you're wearing that shirt, you must like it. Or you're just one of those girls that wear those shirts." He's like, "Oh, like don't put me on the spot. Like my anxiety. I, I can't name them now yeah. because now I've forgotten anything. <laughs> like anything that exists yeah. ever." <laughs> yeah, you're just like, "Oh my god, shut up." Yeah, because yeah. like you know, I, I think it's like for you. Um, you know, and I know you, you and I have talked about anxiety as well. Um, do you, I think, you know, what do you, what do you say in like, especially in your early days in acting as well as now, have you noticed like a, an improvement to how you're treated as an individual and as a woman? Like treated as like, um... like a performer <clears throat> or as a person. I mean, I think I've always been treated pretty nicely um I think when I was really young because I started like especially when I went to acting school I was only 17 um and so I was one of the youngest people there yeah everyone you know was in their early 20s even late 20s and I was not even legal to drink and so I think I was probably still treated very much like a child Mm -hmm. um but then again I I get like the child thing because I'm young or I still get like the adult thing because I'm so tall. Like people don't usually always treat me like an adult. Um, but like, I think I've like, had pretty good experiences, especially on sets because I haven't worked on that many professional sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I think because of the way that I look, people don't always think that they can mess with me. Like, I think they're sometimes a little bit afraid of me. And they don't think that I'm, like, a soft, sweet person. And so when I'm in, like, a group, they'll be the one to address me. Mm. They'll ask me the questions. I'm the one that orders. Um, I'm, like, people, like, I think wouldn't want to, like, step on my toes. when mm. where, where if they did, I would probably cry. <laughs> and, like, you know, that's actually probably not true. I'm, like, very... I can stand up my, for myself really well. Yeah. But um, I think maybe just the air that I give off, people don't really um, want to. <laughs> I don't know. No, I agree. I agree with that. I think it's also like, um, I think I think you're one of those people who you know, um, slowly opens up. You're, yeah. You're you know, because we've known each other, you know, two you know about two years now, um, and even then, like we've kind of like definitely opened up to each other but it it has been a slow kind of like you know um getting to know you mm. and that's nothing bad but it, it you know i think immediately you know that's probably because i think a lot of people have the assumption that people just automatically open like a yeah. wide open book and some people do and yeah. then like that's great um like 
again, like I was saying, I had a conversation with my friends at brunch today. Um, and they were like, yeah, we thought you were a completely different person when we first met you. Like, mm. cause I met two of my best friends when we, we all three of us started working at the same job. Um, and they're like, yeah, you just, you seemed kind of like a bitch. You were quiet. And then we got to know you and you were really weird. And now we love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, and it's the reason why I still continue to annoy and work with you. <laughs> it's, it's all positives. Um, yeah. No, no, I a hundred percent agree with that statement as well. I think it's also, um, yeah, you were, you were the, the biggest compliment I, I think I could give you is just, you are such a delight oh. in, 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 every possible way as a, as a friend and as a person I know and as an actor and performer, you're just such a oh, really delight sweet. to be on set with and, and just in generally just talking to and, and being around. So it does kind of make everything kind of like um, a breeze oh. because it's, you're so genuine. And it, well, shock, Mom. <laughs> I love that you can't take comments. You're like, I don't know what to do with this. Hit me, hit me again, and I'll just take it then. <laughs> hit, hit you again. Hit me, hit me with a compliment. I'll just uh, take it. Oh, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> You're like, damn it, I have to give room for another one now. Yeah, and I was like, I've only got room for one. I, I, got, I haven't got multiple. I don't want to give you a compliment when you're asking for one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you minding something? Like, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, honestly, I think also, you know, with with the modeling thing, how old were you when you got into modeling? How old? Um, not very. I wasn't very young. Like I sort of um, like dibble dabbled it here and there. <laughs> dibble dabbled. Dibble dabbled. Um, because <clears throat> one of my aunties was into it, and so I would like do like sort of shows with her. And mm. then I think when I was like eighteen, I still, like signed with my first agency. And then I did a couple of photo shoots, um, which weren't f- that fun. They weren't that great experiences. I had like my first taste of like, oh, this is not what the glamorous side of things are, um, you know. Um, and then I took a break. Then I, you know, did lots of um, auditions, um, going to casting calls, um, did a couple of jobs for Bumble <laughs> back in the day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I didn't get into it very young. I think mm. maybe like. 18 or 19. Okay. Yeah, so I, w- I wasn't jaded from, like, a 13-year-old age. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I do know, the st- like, people have those stories where they're found on the street, so. Yeah. Um. So you were kind of just, like, happened to be in it because of, you know, just interest and... and... Yeah, I think it, it, it truly, like, modelling was never, like, an interest of mine. Yeah. It was just, like, what came along with acting. Interesting. Do you think... um. Because where's your heart lie in, in terms of acting? Is it film? Is it theatre? What like, Definitely what, film. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, do you enjoy theatre acting, though? Yeah, I do. Um, before, I don't think I did when I, before I went to acting school. Mm. And then um, I did my first performances and I felt my feet on the stage and I felt the lights and um, feeling, being in, a, in front of a live audience and learning how you can just be in a space like that. I started to f- really fall in love with it. Um, mm. And I have a definite appreciation for for theatre and screenplays and and playwrights. They're just, it's all so beautiful and I love reading plays all the time. Um, mm. But I think my heart will always lie in film. But 
Aww. Um, but yeah, I love theater. Um, yeah. I would um, take a theater job any day of the week if I'm yeah right for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, because like, how old were you when you got into like all this jazz? Like, you know, the acting world. Um, I, I think I was always really into it. Like, I can't remember like a specific like yeah. eureka moment where I was like, oh my god, acting. Mm. I was always really into it. Um, I remember I started doing acting classes in year six um, after school and people were like really surprised. They were like, oh, you're doing the acting classes, but you don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say anything. How can you act? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I really, I want to do it. I just want to be here. So even mm. though I didn't talk and I was too shy to get on stage, I just wanted to be there and see yeah. like being the thing. Um and then I think like at around maybe thir- 12 or 13, um, I started going to NIDA um, and doing the short courses there, like, mm. you know, spring, winter, summer, they had like short courses that you could do for the youths. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just went there, I think for every like summer break and winter mm-hmm. break or whatever, up until like I was 17. Wow. Mm. And then now, and then what, you sort of took the leap into the... Yeah, and then I left school um, mm. and I went to um, New York Film Academy in Sydney and I moved from the Blue Mountains to Sydney. Wow. Mm. And then... I'd never lived in Sydney before, never lived in the city. And then packed up and left and it was like a little 17-year-old being like, I'm off to the city, guys, bye. <laughs> you fuckers enjoy high school, <laughs> I'm going to drama school. <laughs> oh my God, was that the most terrifying thing ever? Yeah. I mean, I had my mum with me. She moved with me. So that yeah. was a lot better because um, mm. she took a job in Sydney as well. So I, I mean, I, I think I would have had a lot more anxiety if she didn't come with me. Mm. Um, but it was definitely nerve wracking. Like I had a panic attack on my first day of school. And so my mum had to like sit on the train with me and she's like, it's okay. Everything's fine. Wow. Bye. <laughs> I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, And then I saw like everyone on orientation day and like when we were like introducing mm. each other and like saying, Oh, hi, I'm Talisa and I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm from here. Like nice to meet you all. And I just looked at everyone and everyone looked so different from my small town, my small, very white town. Um, they all looked older than me. I felt so young. Mm. Um, I just felt like I was in a completely different world and I was really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like it's, I, I, you know, I find it interesting because yeah, like, you know, they don't, it's not normally what you expect from people who like don't you know have anxiety or um can have panic attacks to automatically go into drama um it's it's a miscom it's a misconception i'd say mm. um but yeah did you feel like that was kind of a confidence thing for you as well to kind of be someone else like in school it, yeah well just in performing and in school oh yeah definitely like um that, i think that's one of the major reasons why I love acting because it's like I'm stepping into someone else's shoes. Like, you know, mm. that character's crying. I'm not crying. She's not, ang- I'm not angry. She's angry. She's screaming, not me. Mm. I can, they can act however they want to act because that's not me, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still here not doing anything. <laughs> still there. <laughs> um, so you have that compartmentalization and you just go, yeah. okay, that's. I can be that yeah. for the time being. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very cathartic that way as well mm. because it's like, oh, I can scream and cry and throw my shoes in the corner because 
that's the character, but it's like letting my body do that, letting, you know, because yeah. your mind and your body think you're doing it. So, yeah, because you, you, you have anxiety as well. Um, so, like, but do you have depression or anything like that? Is it like, oh, like, it comes, I mean, like during high school, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> definitely. Um, not so much more now. Um, I've definitely worked through it a lot, but it, they, I get depressive episodes. Yeah. Um, but in high school, definitely. Yeah. And when I was in drama school, I definitely had depression as well. It hadn't left. Mm. So. Do you, are you something you sort of like on anxiety meds or anything like that at the moment? Or? Um, no, I've never taken any sort of medication for it. Um, I was first described prescribed described jesus <laughs> um i was prescribed um antidepressants when i was 14 mm. and my mom was like you're not taking those are you joking wow. <laughs> she was like i'm not letting my 14 year old daughter take antidepressants <laughs> um and i think it's because like we have like such a big history of mental health in our family that mm. she was like you're not getting like attached to them you're not going down like a rabbit hole of drugs like we'll 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 sort this through through talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, like, um, and like, and and you know, every everything works differently for other people. But I think yeah. she was just so terrified of like yeah. seeing what it had done to like my family that she didn't want me to like start at fourteen. Yeah, and, like that's you know. fair. I mean, that's a big thing to have your fourteen year old mm. be like, oh no, they're mm. not well. Yeah. Um, yeah, was that a was that a hard conversation with your mom as well to kind of be like. Oh no, I don't think it was ever a com- there was never a conversation. <laughs> Cuz I I remember absolutely having the conversation with my mom about like having depression and anxiety and she blamed herself and I was like this is genetic. This is nothing to do with you. Um, um yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I, I mean like I feel like my mom definitely blamed herself. There was lots of yeah. guilt and um back and forth. Um but I don't that no there was never like hey mom, I'm sad. Yeah. It was like my mom was just like Oh, no, I see. You're sad. You're going to see someone. We're fixing this. <laughs> and I was like, you know, lots of fighting, lots of, you know, I think especially around like the 15, 16 year old mark, I was like, I mean, I think every like girl that goes through it, they just become the devil for at least a year. Yeah. Um, And my mom likes to refer to it as like the time that I ran away and she like makes it so dramatic. <laughs> but I'm like, I just went to my nun's house <laughs> for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> the time you ran away from home. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there were lots of like, not understanding my own feelings and emotions. Um, um, but like, because I think there's like such a history of mental health and my mom is so understanding and she's an early childhood teacher. So she understands how to deal with those things. She knows that. And, um, she was just like, okay, try to deal with this in the best way. But she's like, I know you're not well. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Do you find that, did you always find it's a struggle to make friends in regards to how you feel? Did you ever have that sort of like problem growing yeah. up? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I had like any friends in high school. I had like friends from different schools. Like I had mm. two best friends who went to a different school, but like in my high school, I had like, you know, when you just like sort of float through different groups, yeah. but no one was like your best friend. And I think I just, yeah, never really connected with anyone. Mm. Um, didn't really feel understood. Um yeah yeah it's one of those things you know just felt really like isolated and alone um yeah not a fun time in high school (laughs) no i can i can definitely relate to that i remember like um 
and uh, it was kind of a, like a running joke, I think, about like me just having episodes. And I didn't quite understand what was going on, but a lot of them were just me sort of getting panic attacks and then kind of wanting to think everyone hated me, mm. um, which, you know, a lot of them I don't speak to, so that says something. Um, but it, it is interesting because, like, I remember, and I said this to my um, psychologist uh, and she sort of just gave the perfect neck, hit on the nail on the head because it was a, one of those stories that I couldn't identify and, like, you know. But I remember when I was um, about... 17, 17, 18, I was like the last year of school and I just carried around this little um, home little knife. It was just a little like... Um, like a like, pocket knife? Not even. It was like a, a, a steak knife. It was just a yeah. little steak knife with the little um, like grills in it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was never like, it was never to hurt anyone or anything like that. Um, and I remember saying to her, um, about it and just her response um, was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I was like, what do you think it means? And she was like, well, you were probably, you know, because I, I, I said I was feeling suicidal and everything like that. And she was like, it's probably because it gave you an option mm -hmm. and it was just this thing of just feeling comfortable having that option but not acting upon it. And I found that very interesting because I was like, oh, okay. Because I, I guess... It was having that choice mm. and that control. And I did this for probably like three weeks, three weeks to a month. And it was just the most random thing because I was like in this unknown stage of my life and mm. I felt completely miserable. I was like just had no like real connection with anyone. Um, and I just yeah. didn't understand. I think I didn't understand myself, mm. which was one very problematic when you're that young. Um, and I think it was also, you know, I I felt like I knew what I wanted to do after school and everyone kind of like didn't. So instead of making sense of that, they ridiculed me for knowing what I wanted to do. Mm. There was a lot of ridicule for just, I guess, um, uh, just, you know, when anyone's nice, there was just an easy target mm. and you know, anything like that. So I, I definitely feel like that was kind of where my depression and my anxiety really was at its worst was year 11 and 12 mm. versus probably any other year. I think it was always bad, but I don't think it was as bad as when I was like in my late teens, um, like my 17, 18 period. Mm. And it was just awful. It was just, you know, um, everything was anxiety inducing and yeah. depressive. And I think, I, I think like most people, I stemmed towards alcohol for as a coping mechanism to go and hang with friends. And that was just, normal um when you know we left high school and when i say friends it was just the people i'd ended up in the group with mm. it wasn't even people i stay in contact or actually yeah, i don't talk to anyone from no i know it's 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 nuts so that was kind of like my little world until probably like a year after high school at like at least and mm. it was very i absolutely hated that period so much with a passion mm. um so yeah i mean like I think I think in terms of all of that, it 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 doesn't make it easy to kind of like you know get out of those head spaces. Mm -hmm. And I know um, I had a lot of conversations with my dad about it, who does have um, depression and um, uh, is on Zoloft um, to you know deal with it. But it, he even said like you know um, it it's sort of one of those things that once you know 
it's just you know mm. and um yeah it's just you i've developed so many better coping mechanisms to deal with it nowadays um but yeah it's just it's bizarre because I, that that version of me in high school is also completely different and and i'm sure so are the people who i went to high school mm. with but i have no desire to re-see any of them yeah i mean because it's like you still have trauma from those things like they might be completely different and they've changed and moved on and become better people themselves but that doesn't change how you feel yeah i mean i think with you know like with you what were you kind of like younger when you were like still at the edge of high school were you just kind of very like how did you feel like you know people did see you um I think I was always quiet. Like I, um, always extremely quiet, very introverted. Um, um, like I didn't even answer questions, um, when I knew the answer. Um, yeah, I was just really quiet. I think I was like, maybe not the, I definitely wasn't the weird kid. Like, cause <laughs> I, I had like friends and, but I just, I don't think I had like enough personality to like be a part of the popular group mm-hmm. or, um, to like like have a best friend you know mm-hmm. i just was like too quiet for that and then like like the the two best friends that i did had have ended up moving away in like year four so then i think I, that like sort of like yeah was like oh i've like lost these two people like who do i find now um yeah. and that's also really hard um but yeah in like primary school i i was still really quiet um didn't like answering questions um i was too afraid to like talk to teachers um but I also had like really, really abusive teachers in primary school, so that was also like really hard. Jesus. Um, yeah, lots of issues in primary school um, yeah. that were like the school's fault and teachers' yeah. fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, always just been a quiet person, which is you know f- absolutely yeah. fine. I mean, it's. Do you feel like now versus like even in the last few years, have you? Do you feel like you've grown as a person? And yeah, I mean. Definitely. I think I've always had like a strong mind and like wanting to talk about things, even when I was really young and a quiet person. Mm. Um, I think just coming into myself and having opportunity to express that and having the confidence to express that. I'm mm. like, oh, I don't care actually what people think about me now. When yeah. before I did so much. Yeah. Um, like I only speak when I want to say something that I genuinely want to say. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more confident now and I, I just say things, which is why I definitely think I get, like, my friends o- often say I'm so blunt because <laughs> I'm, like, quiet and then I'll just say something and they'll be like, oh, Jason, shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be just, like, silent as yeah. death. And then I'll be like, you sure about that? <laughs> she hasn't said anything for an hour. And <laughs> she says this. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think definitely like going overseas and living on my own for the first time and, you know, basically like experiencing the New York college scene, yeah, like really helped me become the person that I am and then become confident and discover what I wanted to do on my own. Yeah. Um, and then going through like lots of different, you know, traumas and grief and, you know, I just like started being like, well fuck everybody else i just like i'm gonna say what i want because i'll be dead yeah <laughs> everyone else is gonna die so am i so doesn't matter <laughs> say what you want to say 
That's true. I mean, like, honestly, um, fuck him. Really? <laughs> fuck him. Fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think I just, like, yeah, like, definitely, like, the last five years, I just stopped being scared. It doesn't yeah. mean I don't feel fear. I'm definitely still, like, yeah. I definitely feel, like, a lot of fear. But from what I was, like, say, now at 25 from 20, yeah, uh, like, 20-year-old me wouldn't know who I am today. No, that's interesting. I mean, like... Look, I'd say the same about me. Which, you know, like, twenty-five-year-old me did not know um, much about twenty-thirty-year-old um, me now. So you know, I feel like that's the case for most people because you grow. You grow as people. Um, we're constantly changing. Um, and I just heard a lovely oh. gulp. Um, <laughs> this is a bit of a big one. It was a bit of a bigger. Um, yeah, I feel like we're constantly changing. I mean, like literally in the last like five years, um, <laughs> I am much more of an outward speaker. Mm. Um, I, I got on top of a lot of my anxiety and, mm. and depression, which didn't happen prior to that. Um, I came out as queer, which was a big deal because in high school that was a, a big deal. Shut down. Yeah. <laughs> um, very, very hetero school. Yeah. And like, I feel like when you just come out and then you just like, it's feel like most like a big weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and it's weird. Mm. It's weird. I want to ask you about, like, are you, where do you sit on the spectrum of everything? What are you? Are you... What are you? No, that sounded so aggressive. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm curious. Where do you sit on the whole? Um, I don't, like, ever label myself as anything. I'll just be like, I mean, again, everyone has heterosexual, like, ingrained in them. Yeah. Just, you know, but. Yeah, I don't think I'll really ever label myself as anything. But if I like fall in love with someone or like want to date someone, doesn't matter. Who I love that. Yeah, you're such a like, because like you know, just an enigma. But it's great. <laughs> it's the best kind of enigma. Um, I love that. I feel like more people are doing that nowadays as well, mm. which is less labeling. Because I remember like when we went to high school yeah. and at least school. Everyone was going, I need to label. Mm. I need to. And I got into that point as well where I actually hate labels. I really do. Because yeah. they're so. Sp- I mean, I think they can be like so helpful for someone to like really help identify what yeah. they feel. Um, and so I, I think when like they're like, I, I, I like this label. This is what fits yeah. for me. This is like how I can identify myself to people. I yeah. think that's like a really beautiful thing. But I don't think, at least for me, I don't think I've ever had felt the need to do that. I felt yeah. like. Um, I like, I think I probably attribute most of that to my mom. Like she was always like, well, it doesn't matter what you love. Like, you know, ev- anything's okay. Like if you love anyone, it doesn't matter, mm. you know, safe space, <laughs> safe space, babe. Like it's all good. <laughs> and so I don't think like, you know, we've never had the talk or anything, but if I was like, mom, I, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, because I, I, I often wonder that as well, because like, look, I think my mom would have been a bit surprised, but she probably would have been fine with it as well. Like, it's one of those things that the conversation just never came up. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, that's good. Positive mom. Yeah. I'm, very, yeah. Very I, mean, I, I mean, I think it would be less more surprising if I just brought someone home in general. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, like, you know, because that's, a, does that thing and i want to i do want to touch on this does that thing happen a lot where people automatically think you're a big aggressive data or anything like that or make that assumption that you're yeah because knowing you and now knowing you 
you have very little interest in in that world of you mm. know going on lots of dates. Mm. Like, how does that turn around to people? Do you get a lot of people approach you for dates? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I think it's like I feel really conceited when I say it's like a whole intimidation thing. Uh, Don't um, sound conceited. You are not conceited <laughs> at all. But like, yeah, I just I get lots of guys like saying they find me very intimidating um and so i think they like don't like intimidating women like, i think like a lot of straight men again gross generalization or whatever but like they like easy pickings <laughs> easy pickings they like easy pickings they like you know soft moldable women like <laughs> and in, 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 in like a you know when you're going out most of like the sleazy guys on the scene and I get so many guys like an especially older tall men or even yeah. like shorter men they'll come up to me like they'll be like you're a tall woman hello <laughs> wow and I'll be like oh my god I didn't know I was tall until you just told me that thank you and they'll be like you're really tall you're intimidating did you know that my name's Greg my name's Tom hello and I'll be like okay and they're like yeah you intimidate me I'm gonna go away now <laughs> like I've had that conversation many times and I'll be like okay and then they just walk away. Wow. Um, and then, um, and then they'll be like, "I bet you get asked out all the time. What's even the point in me asking you out? I'm just gonna like go away now." Yeah. Um. And then, yeah. So I think <laughs> no. And maybe it's also part of the resting bitch phase where I'm like, "Don't approach me." <laughs> I mean, look, that that could be a tactic, and uh, if you want to sell it strong, yeah. and you want to say that uh, the resting bi- uh, the resting bitch face is the reason that I don't get the like the yeah. drop kicks coming towards me, I'm like, yes, yeah. use that to your advantage. But absolutely, I mean, like. That's so bizarre. I still find that incredibly bizarre that our society, because societal structure on women, you know, especially mm. is just like, do you think, do you get more of it as like, um, do you ever get like, you know, people going, you look ethnic though, or you look, you know, never, never. never. I, they will say it to me when I've said it to them. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I'm Sri Lankan. Yeah. And I'll be like, I see it now. And be like, do you? I bet <laughs> do you do because I've said it. Yeah. They'll, and the the comment they'll always make is, it's the eyebrows. I say it in the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eyebrows. Like, is, oh, my eyebrows are ethnic. Okay, my thick eyebrows. Okay. Wow, people are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just want to say, say something be, like to not sound like they were, you know, making a generalization. Yeah. You know, because obviously I, I I have really pale white skin, so they're not going to be yeah. like, oh, you could be a part of you know, any culture other than Caucasian. Yeah. Um, Caucasian's not a culture. (laughs) It's just a color. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so when I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, um, my background's Sri Lankan. I'm half Sri Lankan. They'll be like, really? Oh my God, no. Now that you've said that, the eyebrows. No, I see it in the eyebrows. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, or if they see me and they've met my Mm. mom, they'll be like, you know, I think you two really look alike. And my mom will be like, we don't look alike. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like she's yeah, she'll be like, you know, you're just saying that to be nice, but we don't look alike whatsoever. Wow. I mean, sometimes I think we do a little bit like we have similar smiles. Yeah. Um, sort of similar face shapes, but my mom will always be like, you just haven't seen her white side of the family. That's all. Wow. <laughs> then you'd know that she doesn't look anything like that. Because, <laughs> like, is your mom's skin fairly dark? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's like... Uh... 
I mean, I, I do. It's very common as well, which was like I had a conversation. Um, one of my coworkers, his family, um, he's dark skinned. He's from Canada, mm-hmm. um, and his wife is obviously Caucasian. They recently had a kid, and that was one of the conversations that happened, which was, "Oh, what color is the child going to be?" I'm like, I don't know, a healthy color of you know, just anything like that conversation. Because, mm. yeah, I, I do find it interesting that, you know, like, that people kind of try and find, yeah. like, this, you know, um, you know, phase of ethnicity. I mean, is what, do you just give, consider yourself, like, white passing in that regard? Like, what's your, what do you think of that term as well, white passing in, in, in your, like, life? I mean, like, I'm definitely white passing because, like, I strongly identify with being Sri Lankan because I only grew up with my Sri Lankan side of the family. I don't, I didn't grow up with like yeah. any white Caucasian people. Um, but I see how I'm treated versus how my mom and my nana treated. Mm. Like I get treated differently and how, um, you know, like when we go through airport security, they're like, Talisa, go first, go on, go first. You're white, go first. And then I get, you know, I get the nice treatment and then, you know, they see my mum and my nan and my mum and my nan and not just, you know, two, you know, random brown ladies, they get treated nicer. Wow. Um, so I definitely get things that they don't get. Even when yeah. I was, you know, a kid um, and they would hear my nan's very, very strong accent, they would like direct all their questions to me because they would think that she's stupid. Um, and wow. so like, I definitely have white privilege. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm like... You know, I, I don't get any sort of the racism that yeah. that they have to deal with. Um, that's in, that. Wow, that's extraordinary. Um, yeah, but like, and I would always get like in school, are you adopted? Are you adopted? So like, that's I mean, like the the brunt of like the things that I have to deal with. Yeah, and just like not really being accepted as a Sri Lankan because they're like, oh, but what's your dad? what's he what, what is he what's he like is he white oh okay it makes sense now so you, you you're only half you know they they have to make they really have to find a number of what you are yeah. they have to like find a pigeonhole number you know you're 50 50 what are you like how, what, what what more percentage are you they need to like find something to like see what they're seeing and put you in the box you that's know appalling mm. like i because yeah like it are you particularly also like in 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 terms of like height difference and stuff as well? Um, taller, a lot taller than your mum. She's pretty tall for a Sri Lankan too, because her dad, my grandfather, is um pretty tall for a Sri Lankan. Mm, um, okay, like he's definitely t- one of the taller ones in our family. He's like six foot, so she's five seven. Right. Okay. Um, but she's like was always the tallest one in our family yeah. when I came along, but um. Yeah, so, like, it's not the biggest height difference, but, like, compared me compared to the rest of my family, like, my aunties, I dwarf them, fully wow. dwarf them, yeah. Wow. Mm. I mean, like, the, I think it's also, like, you know, this this common culture that we live in, especially in Australia, and it's, you know, I hear it always, you know, um, that I feel like culture is coming into our media a bit more, but it's such a slow progression because... You know, we've got channels that obviously are very white mm. and, and a lot of our leaders are very white and a lot of our life, you know, like unless you go to pockets like the inner west and stuff, because growing out in the Blue Mountains is like one of the whitest white places ever. Yeah. Like, how yeah. was that? 
Yeah, it's a bit like it's still pretty white. I mean, it's a bit different now, but especially growing up, I think like when my nan moved there, um, they were like like the only brown family. Like, wow. Um, they didn't see any people of color. I think my nan was saying it was her and like one other Asian family. Um, and even like when they first moved to Australia, she's my mum always tells me this story of like when they first moved here, and they were um, um living in like the outer west they um their neighbors would like throw garbage in their um front garden um but the mountains yeah the mountains is like really white um mm. and the when my mom tried to put me into primary school it was a catholic school that had nuns they don't have nuns anymore but um they took everyone else from our mother's group mm. but not me and my mom's like well why can why is everyone else of my you know friend group getting their kids into the school but not me like mm. we all know why <laughs> and then like so she was really like honing like like having this conversation with this nun she's like right well i can say you're going to be a problem mother so your kid can just come in wow. and then well, i was like no she's not she's going somewhere else wow you know making it really difficult and yeah. you know because yeah your mom sounds like a powerhouse like she's just yeah. very headstrong mm-hmm. which is good yeah. um yeah, she's like, is there a lot of like independent women in your family? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like four generations of single women raising their children. What? What? Yeah. Because um, you're an only child, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like, and then my, my nan has seven brothers and sisters that she basically all raised. And then she also had four children. Um, and then, so yeah, my nan raised her seven brothers and sisters along with her mum, and then raised her four kids with my mum being the youngest. And then my nan also raised my auntie's son because my auntie had her son at 19 and basically raised my cousin. um, Wow. And then also raised me. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, because what happened to your dad? Did it Was he just Just left? No, my mum broke up with him before I was born. She was like, you're a shit person. Don't like you. You're an alcoholic. Wow. You're, you're going to be, you're just not for me. And then promptly found out that she was pregnant. Oh. And then she was like, look, I'm pregnant. I'm going to keep it. Do what you want, but I'm having it. And then he was like, okay. And then I saw him a couple of times when I was growing up and I never called him dad. I don't think I've said the word dad to anyone in my life. Wow. Um, and he, I was just like, um, I would go and visit them, and he, but like no one on that side of the family ever came and visited our house in the Blue Mountains. Um, and I was like, I think like one year I was like, Mum was like, "Do you want to go down, um, down that down south?" And she was like, and I was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> and then just never heard from him again. Wow. Yeah. That's look. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like that's. That's really interesting as well because, like, do you feel like you had not a lot of good male figures in your life? Oh, I no, I definitely had my because I had my poppy growing up. Yeah, um, and so he was like my my nan's. They never were married, but she like so she had like yeah. my, like after her divorce, she like met my poppy, and he's from Yugoslavia. Um, oh, and, lovely! Yeah, <laughs> um, and so I always had him, so he was like my parental figure to my yeah. mom and me so he's like our father together oh <laughs> yeah because my mom didn't really have one either yeah so 
he did everything for us. Wow. You know, taught me all about, you know, cars, maths, how to fix light bulbs, how to start a lawnmower, <laughs> you know? All the vital all the, skills. All the dad things. <laughs> Had my first beer with him, you know? Wow. Yeah. Lots of videos of me being like four years old and he's like, have a beer. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. But also mildly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, because that's good though, because I feel like, you know, when you're an only child, especially when you haven't had a your dad in in the picture at all mm-hmm. or the per- the person who's meant to be your dad which you know um it kind of makes it a little bit difficult um so it was good that he was around and also like your your you know your family is such this powerhouse of women mm. that can do this and go yeah. you know like and don't and break the social norms which mm. is you know not very common yeah no i never ever felt like i missed out on anything like i never had sort of like a like oh what if yeah. Like, what am I missing? Like, what's, what is my father like? What's, what's on that side? I never had any sort of things like that. And a lot of people ask me, like, are you not curious? And I have absolutely no curiosity because I was so filled with love and my life was so just completely filled to the brim with anything that I needed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, my women are, in my life are just powerhouses of women. Like they ran the ship. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely felt like I didn't need a man <laughs> yeah. to do anything. Um, and same, same with my poppy too. Like he was just like, you don't need a man. What are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like the, I, th- I absolutely see that in you and I see the trait in you because you are very, um, you know, just you're very much a powerhouse. You do everything like, you know, because you write and you, you know, you act and you, you want to make stuff and do everything. And you are so fiercely independent that I can see that trait, like, bleed off, which is great. I mean, like, um, because it, it, I guess it's also, like, not common. It's not a very common thing to have. I mean, look, I didn't have the most um, – I didn't uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the most polite little cough. Um, I didn't have the most, like, uh, normal upbringing. My dad worked mm-hmm. from home. My mum worked in an office. And so, like – it was very different. Like mum would come home late. Dad would be home looking after the kids. I, that's how I grew up. So it was very different. It was very like swap the gender mm-hmm. roles around. And um, I don't know, like if I think even now it's like that comparison, I, I you know, still weirds people out because everyone's like, oh, that's, you know, wasn't your dad teaching you like how to fix a car? I'm like, nope. Had no interest in fixing cars, and neither did he. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't have any of that proper father upbringing. I basically like um had a. But what is proper father? Upbringing? Well, I know, right? <laughs> what is what is being a proper person? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it is very much like that. I I just never had that kind of like social um, uh, and I think also like my. I went to school with a fairly mixed range of people. Like the inner West wasn't too bad in terms of like white, just only white people. Um, it was one of the poorer areas um, back in the nineties and early two thousands. It was considered just on the cusp because you had Surrey, um, Surrey Hills, which was very rich. Mm. And then you kind of, the further out of the city you got, the poorer you, you know, you're obviously 
world itself was was and now everywhere is fucking rich it's just basically all the way all the way down until you basically get to western uh western sydney and then you just keep going a bit further until you get the towns and then they're all fucking rich now um i know you just can't go anywhere without spending a couple of million no i know (laughs) but i mean like back in the you know the early 90s i i remember just distinctly like one of my best friends um her, um, she was indigenous. Um, her family had, um, uh, were so amazing and so lovely, and um, and we just hung out all the time. And it was one of those conversations that I just found it baffling how we were treated differently. Um, and I was like, well, you know, we're the same people. I I, I guess like, and I, and I, it's you know like entirely wrong, but it, until probably I was about like left school, I was completely just unaware of that. You know, cultural divide, mm. and and how you know, like racism as a whole, because you know, commonly it was taught in very different ways, and now it's very obligatory, like um, racism and favoritism and everything. But now, you know, and that I think really stems into the 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 divide of the older generation, especially the older white generation and the older privileged generation. Um, of and you know obviously you both you and I are in a privileged position because and and I say this as as well commonly even though I am you know feel um you know non-gender specific I feel very much more feminine and everything and that's how I identify versus physically being a guy that still then gives me the leverage which is over anyone as mm. being perceived as a white guy in society like that's fucked that's completely fucked you know and the fact that you know even though you're sri lankan you you know you're white passing and that is considered a privileged angle to you over your family Mm. is is nuts like and and i don't think in you know and especially because you know like in the acting world and the creative world you know we're likely to get more stuff because but you know, it's what commonly people see. Mm. We're like, you know, white, yeah. so therefore it's more, you know, acceptable. Like, mm. d- does that irritate you that angle as well? That like the more acceptable angle. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I would love to go up for like Sri Lankan things, mm. um, but it's like it's it's still not at a place where, you know, there are different. I don't know. I think that like there, there definitely needs to be more color on screen. I think there's, you know, if you, if you're casting like a Sri Lankan or a black person, they definitely look at like lighter skins, you know, they don't even go with like the darker skin people because it's all about the aesthetic, you know, you know, they're not looking about, you know, actually inclusivity. It's all about aesthetic. Um, and trying to feel a whole, um, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, it's definitely frustrating when I'm like the the norm. I'm the norm when I'm not the norm, you know, because I'm in this family, and then you know, yeah, I'm you know, just because I was born with less melanin than my family, because <laughs> I'm I'm culturally and socially Sri Lankan, but mm. I, I have no melanin. <laughs> no, and you, I know, I know this because I remember the first conversation we had was about the fact that you were Sri Lankan. I remember distinctly as well, you were talking about a story that you wanted to tell, which was about your family and, mm. and about, you know, like just that perspective and, you know, everything. Because you 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 write stories kind of a bit, um, quite a bit culturally based, don't you? Mm-hmm. 
Um, is that? I mean, like, obviously, your plan to make this. Are you are you directing this film? In in like, is that the plan? I'm planning to. Yeah, I'm very nerve wracking. I like. I I think I'm probably gonna shit myself when I end up directing this. But yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that I think that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um. I'm. I don't think I was ever interested in directing before, but like because I'm so attached to this, mm-hmm. I think if I gave it over to anyone else, I'd be like in their ear, micromanaging and being like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? I think this should go here. I think you should do this. Have you ever thought about doing this? Let's do this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I might just well do it myself. Yeah. Because like, how? When are you planning to make it? When, do you have a sort of like idea date? Um. No. Um. <laughs> I've only just finished the the script, so like. Um. I mean, like, I'm having, like, a, a, a coach session with my coach and my writing group on Tuesday, so I'm sure she'll be like, right, what's the next steps that we need to take? Let's let's go and do this. You know, Izzy. Like, yeah, yeah. Izzy's yeah. going to help me, and she's going to be like, what's the next step? <laughs> what's the next step? What are you going to do? What are you going to What are you gonna achieve? She's great. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm sure it'll be, like, start to work on the pitch and crowdfunding and, yeah. you know. Um, and sourcing crew and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like figuring out like the budget and all of those fun things. It's a stress. Mm-hmm. It's a stress. Mm-hmm. I have like quite a few people that I already want to work with, um, um, but they're already so busy, you know. And I'm I'm glad I have friends in the industry that are, that are already willing to give me their time. I think it's just like finding cinematographers that I want to work with that are like they're going to see my vision. Yeah. Um, and finding the actors that I want because I already have actors in mind. Um. That I'm going to be like, well, I hope you're not doing anything. I want you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, please be available between these dates and yeah. here. Mm. Um, yeah. That's yeah. that's ex- that's an exciting though. I'm mm. like, because yeah, it's. I remember you telling me about this like ages ago. Mm. It was before it was even like you had jotted notes down. I don't think yeah. it was like a fully fledged idea. You yeah. had an outline. Um, I know. Now I've done it. It's so cool. I mean, I definitely attribute it mostly to Izzy because, like, when I started working with her, she was like, come on board. Like, I know you have lots of ideas. And I was like, yeah, I'll come on board. I'll, like, I'll just sit, in, you know, in this group and, like, yeah. staff along. Now it's six months later and I have a full script and I'm probably going to, like, gear up to, like, you know, pitch and crowdfund. And I'll be like, Izzy, you've actually made me make something? What have you done to me? <laughs> I know. She's a little bit of a powerhouse as well. Like, I know. Uh, I did. Um, I love the fact that she just kind of like wills people into doing it. Oh, she's just so motivating. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. She just um, restructures people and yeah, just goes here. These are the things you need to do. Yeah, and she just do does them. exactly what you need as a person. Yeah. She'd be like, right, go and get this done. No, like coddling. Like you go did this done, and then she's like, right, we need a little bit more of like sit down time, like hand on chest, like let's you know meditate with this feeling that's you know in our brains yeah you know she's just so intuitive yeah and it's why she runs a great coaching uh, mm-hmm. thing online so people go and check that out because it is worthwhile yeah. and, and no she's one of my favorite people in the whole in the whole world i do love her to bits um yeah. but yeah no it's just nuts because mm. th- that i know um you know you're skyrocketing at this stage, you might have a film under your belt next year, mm-hmm. um, if not the year after. Who knows when? But, you know, like, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'll do it. Um, I might even do it by the end of this year. Um, <gasps> I know. That's 
Because like <sighs> from the other people who are in my group, two have already finished their crowdfunding. One's even finished their whole film. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the others are like getting into their process of crowdfunding. There you go. Because I mean, like, three of them are Americans, and I think they need to crowdfund before they film it. Yeah. It's like, and I'm just wondering what process I want to take first if I want to crowdfund before I film it. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes it's 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 a very tricky thing because yeah. I feel like if you crowdfund, it's basically you've always got to kind of like do half and half. Yeah. It's an investment. Filmmaking is an investment. Yeah. Um, um, but mine's like pretty simple. Like my the whole film's in a house, so like I'm not you know I don't need different locations or anything. Yeah, so it's it would just be like spending probably two three grand on a really fancy house. A really fancy house. Really fancy house. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, be aesthetic, aesthetically beautiful, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and and you're gonna be in it as well. No, no, I'm not in it at all. I might. I mean, I might like write myself into like a maid role or something, but um, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to call someone that looks Sri Lankan. I mean, I'm Sri Lankan, but I don't look it. So it doesn't necessarily work out the way that it should dialogue-wise. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. That's mm. fair. And But that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been waiting for this moment, <laughs> like, for you to do that. So I'm very excited. I know, I know like, it just seemed like a pipe dream originally yeah no it, it definitely did I, I think especially when i was first talking about it i was like well i have many ideas but like they're just ideas you know but now one's you know and yeah. i'm very attached to this i'm very proud of what i've written yeah i had like 25 pages and then izzy's gotten me to whittle it down to i think 12 Jesus. <laughs> so it's definitely now more doable than you know having 25 pages a lot of pages yeah um, I was on my way to just making a feature. <laughs> yeah, no, come on, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Ninety pages later, oh fuck! <laughs> but it was twenty-five pages in like one scene. I was like, well, no one's going to watch it twenty-five. I mean, <laughs> you know, like someone out there. <laughs> um, I mean, like, are you are you hoping to like? Are you a bit nervous about like people seeing your work in terms? Of, because how are you reflect reflective of your own work, especially when it comes to performing versus like writing and directing? Um. I don't know because I haven't really like no, shown people done it yet. I haven't really yeah. The only people who have ever read my writing are Izzy and the other women in my group. Mm. Um and so I I don't know how I'm gonna take it yet. But I think I think I'm really proud of it, so I think I'm excited for people mm. to see it. Um yeah. Um and I think yeah, I think I'm more nervous when people see me act because it's like me on like my face and leave me like them bearing my soul in like a different version, you know, <laughs> bearing, soul, bearing my soul, but you know, like, like don't look at, you know, how my vein bulges over here when I'm crying, you know, like, you know, all those sort of things. Um, yeah. But I'm sure like when the film's made, I'll be like, what does everybody think? Do you like it? How's it? You know? <laughs> You're gonna like it. You're gonna uh, like it. Just please like. Just a little knife, like threatening people's shoulders, just going yeah. oh, like, like, like. Yeah. Um, that we. I mean, like, I think you'll be a very good director. Like, Thanks. I, I think that's what I'm most nervous about being a good director. Yeah. I mean, what what have you taken from your experiences being directed? Are you kind of like cherry picking the parts yeah. that you like? Um, I think I'm gonna like maybe do a few online courses about directing and yeah. like learning some things. Um. But I think it's just, I think I'm going to take a very, very laid back approach. Because <laughs> um, I don't like being 
micromanaged at all. I don't like being like, do this, do this, do that, do this, you know? Yeah. I like just being like, um, right, this is how we're going to set up the shop. Have fun. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> I mean, I... Like I love, um, I love directing you because it's so easy. Because also you just kind of do it, and and I can let you just kind of be you, and you kind of mm-hmm. just do anything with a role and make it fun. Um, but I I think it's also like I can't wait to give you something where I know I can, you know, like, and I know we've talked about this for a while, but I, I can't wait to give you something like that. Um, that I've written, which kind of breaks you. Oh <laughs> my god! Which is always, I think, the favorite thing of a director, where they're just like, "I want to see you cry and and be destroyed by the script." But it's kind of like the thing that most directors says how morbid as fuck. I think it does. <sighs> um. Oh, good god. Um. Why? Because you think like the other things you've given me are too easy for me. Uh. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also like um. I mean, also because um. I, I think there's always more to get in terms of performance. I don't, I don't, I, I like, and I like working with people. It's like, um, you know, we have a very similar approach in how we, you know, like work. Whereas sometimes, you know, sometimes you get to set and some people are very jarringly different and they're like, no, I need to give, I need to be known exactly what I'm doing at every step of the way. And I'm like, no, mm. I can't give you all the notes because, mm. uh, you know, the the other 20 actors or like 10 actors that are here or, you know, how many actors you have don't work that way. Like, mm. you know, they're everyone's a bit different. Like, I think, you know, everyone works Bossly, yeah, like a a a challenge. Yeah, that's why I think like the best people to work with are someone that can be like, well, like teachers. You know, they see how differently their students react in different ways. Be like, right, this person needs this. Yeah, that person needs this. This is how I can communicate with this person. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the same with directors. You know, they see how each director is like, um, each actor like needs different things. Someone needs more hand holding. Someone needs to be left alone more. Yeah, you know, and then that's how you get the best performance out of each actor because each person is an individual. Yeah, I think I think like in in anything I've directed, I I, I like I get some of them like sending me notes just of what they think of the character, and I love that. And then and then like you know obviously um you know you you present what's on the page when you kind of like do your thing with it and then deliver it and it's very like it's fun it's mm-hmm. always kind of like i i think it's also you just really get people i think the strength that you have as a performer and, and as an actor is you really you have questions but they're not like you you get the character you understand that moment or what's going on and then the only questions you have are about the context, like a few bits of context question. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a an overall like I need to know all these ten dot points and you know and know <clears> the <throat> nitty gritty. Yeah, well, I'd, I would hope that I know my character. <laughs> I mean, like on some level, I hope I do my you know my backstory and my script analysis well. <laughs> Got enough bloody training to do my script analysis. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you do you have you ever sort of been on a set where you've just been questioned entirely about your performance? Uh, no, that's good. <laughs> no, uh, like, that's good. Um, like about like what I'm doing. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know some. Oh. I've never, um, I've, I've been on set where, you know, like people just, you know, like they're great actors and then some pe- people are just going, no, 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 change it exactly. Like they've had a very controlling director with it. But I've like, been in classes like that. Yeah. Um, but usually the people who are doing it like that, are, um, directors who don't 
see and they see it in their vision. Yeah. And they're like, no, do it like this. I'm like, well, that's, I mean, and, and it's in the class, you know, um, I, and I like to say, well, no matter anyone's interpretation of a scene is never wrong. Yeah. Like you can do it in any different way and it's okay. Like it might not be the intended way, but it can be like, okay, we'll try it like this. You know, it doesn't have to be in like the way you're envisioning it. Mm. And it doesn't mean that that person is also completely wrong. Um, and also just like let people learn, mm. you know, learn through trial and error and be like, um, okay, this is what works. This is what doesn't. Let's how let's, you know, sort of mesh these two things together and be like, right, stop there. Wrong. Fix this. You know, yeah. but some people just, I don't know. Some people just aren't meant to be directors. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And I mean, I also think some people just shouldn't be acting teachers. Um, I just think some people should change jobs and careers. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're not good at dealing with people in a creative sense, don't be a creative. Mm. <laughs> um, I, how are you... Like, have you now, like, in your point of career as well, like, got you? You always like talk about having a list of people that you sort of like go to, and you know, you love working with. Is there any sort of experiences that you were like, I'm definitely never ever again working with these people? Um, well, I worked on a project at the end of last year. Um, that like some people like acted very immaturely. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'll never work with you again. Um, but you'll probably also never work with the industry. So. <laughs> oh, wow. It was yeah. that level of bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like, at a, it was a short film from a film school um, that my, one of my best friends was doing. She asked me to be a part of it. Um, and I came on board and they all had a pretty tough time with one person. Um, and if I was on that set for longer, I would have said something. But I wasn't. I was on the. I was in the whole thing. But like, yeah. If I knew that person better, I would have been like, "This behavior is not okay." Wow. Um. um but yeah. So like stuff like that. You know, I think it's just like childish. You know, you can't swear at people. You can't. You know, storm off sets. You can't. You know, yell at people. Um. Um. But I think all the big projects that I've been a part of they've all been really professional and really, really lovely mm. because they, they know um, to act, how to act with the decorum. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have different experiences in the future where I'm working on a big set and they'll be cunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but so far I've had pretty good luck on my, on my big projects. Yeah. I mean, like I think um, there, uh, I, I try to make the rule and no policy of just don't be a cunt on set. Like, mm -hmm. it's just a straight up be nice, be pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like Emerald Fennell. Have you, like, watched her interviews? She has a, a no arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's, like, it's just a good policy. I think mm -hmm. it happened, um, like, I think recently, like, Shia LaBeouf got kicked off set mm. cause, um, and fired because he was being a dick. Well, it's like, what's his name? Um, 30 Seconds to Mark. Jared Leto. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there's method acting and then there is being a psycho. Yeah. You you don't get to take it that far. No. Um, you don't get to mail dead animals. You don't get to, you know, act however you want. It's not an excuse to be this way. No. I I think also uh, our industry in particular, and, and it's 
like we were saying at the beginning as well, our industry in particular is so fucked and backwards um, in a lot of different ways. And um, I, I just find it baffling because as someone who has predominantly based their entire career off, you know, like being kind, being considerate, helping people out, everything, and, and, and like, you know, doing favours, doing a lot of favours, and still not having the career that you want. And mm. you're like, have I done something wrong? Mm. Like, have I failed mm. this career? And there's nothing necessarily that I've looked back on my career and gone, like, there's parts that I'm like, oh, I could have probably handled that situation better and, you know, not, you know, not like over-dramatized it. But I have definitely never been an actual cunt to anyone. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, mm. it's it's extraordinary, and how yeah. many like um you know like being being you know victims to you know the cancel culture and stuff like that, um you know which was something that happened to me a couple of years back, and it, it you know just things like that where it's just you know people are awful for the sake of just you know mm-hmm. self righteousness rather than just being like oh no they actually you know maybe I shouldn't be like this and yeah. you know I've got my own life going on but so do they and. You know, like, I get everyone's different, but, you know, some people need to grow the fuck up. Um, yeah, it's like, how, I, I mean, like, for you, how do you deal with all of that these days? Like, with the whole, like, industry being, you know, backwards and everything. How do you feel about it? Like, in terms of, like, cancel culture? Yeah, like, cancel culture and all that jazz. Um, I think it's, like, really intense. Like, I think that. Um, we're in like a society where like there's like no room for growth or like no mm. room for mistakes and there are like definitely um exceptions you know like there are some some things that are unforgivable you know like if someone does something that is wrong mm. like in a, in a certain way then yes that person needs to like go away and doesn't maybe deserve to be in film and television anymore yeah but um i think it like there's a big black and white thinking going on of like we loved you, this was wrong, now I hate you. And yeah. I think there's, like, um, you know, people can make mistakes. Um, again, like, I think every every situation is different, you know. It depends on what the person's done, but, like, you know, for... for it, I, yeah, I think there are different things, and if, you're, if, you're, if you've done something wrong that calls for being, like, sorry and apologising and learning to grow, be a better person... Especially if some things were like ten years ago, and you've grown since then, and you can be re- rehabilitated in some form, mm. um, I think you sh- you shouldn't be cast out of society. Yeah, you know? You know, yeah. Maybe like, um, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't think it it helps anybody. Like again, again, there is every situation is its own story. Um, but you you have to look at every story at its own thing. Not everyone should be cancelled point blank and yeah. like be thrown in the bin. <laughs> it's kind of like how um um Scandinavians do prison. You yeah. Know? They reform them instead of throwing them in jail. Yeah. No, hundred uh, percent. and I think you know, there's there's right ways in this industry and there's wrong ways, like you can handle, you know, and look. I always say people who are young and naive and like clearly have a lot of personal growth to go through. Mm. Everyone makes mistakes when it's personal, like a yeah. personal growth. And also like, you know, 
some people, I, I think the, the biggest misconstrued of a situation is just not talking or communicating clearly, like someone just not giving people the time of day to communicate. Mm. And I think that's my biggest gripe with this industry because literally if people just say, hey, this situation, like, and I'm like talking personal, professional, like literally anything going, hey, a couple of days later, just going, hey, that situation on Saturday just didn't make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting you know, like not not taking high offense to it, just letting you know. Yeah, instead of it letting it build up and fester. Yeah, and then or two months later, you find out that why haven't they spoken to you in ages? And they've mm. been like, oh yeah, no, you made me feel uncomfortable, so therefore I'm just not going to talk to you. And it's like, mm. are, you, are we going to resolve this? Are we mm-hmm. going to move past it and move forward? Mm. But there's so many people out there and uh, that just go, nup, the wall has to be put up. Mm. And, and I think in, in like terms of like celebrity culture, yeah. when it comes with like fans versus celebrities, everybody's on a pedestal. Everyone's, you know, viewed almost like on a godlike status. Yeah. So there, you can't make simple mistakes. No. So, you know, if a friend says something a little bit uncouth, it's like, well, that wasn't okay. You can maybe like have a conversation or you either don't say anything and you just like sort of get past it in a couple months. Mm-hmm. But if a celebrity says that it, it feels earth shattering because they feel bigger than life yeah. and they feel like the person that has to be perfect. Yeah. When they are people too. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it baffles me that we sort of live in this, you know, social media frenzy, which, you know, like, everything we post has to be questioned um and you know ridiculed and everything like that um yeah and especially for celebrities it's just like non-stop because it's like you can say oh i um you know like donated to a charity and everyone's like oh that wasn't the charity i'd pick have you seen all the you know horrible Mm. treatment they do to this and it's like i you know that's by the by or, you know, like mm. I, d- I helped out these people. So, you know, like, please, you know, understand that I'm also a human being and it's not, mm. you know, but I, I do agree with you. I think, I think our social media, especially the, cause you're not a big social media user these days. No, I post one post about a year and I just let everyone know I'm not dead. And then <laughs> I'm like, hi everyone. Not dead. Not see, you dead. Ne- see you next year. <laughs> yeah, see you next year. I know I should probably be, a much bigger a part of social media than I am because I'm it would help especially now because I'm going to like crowdfund and go to social media and be like hey everyone give me money <laughs> give me money <laughs> um but yeah I just can't seem to like bring myself to do it um I just yeah is it is it like just no interest no interest and I I don't know there's always been like a part of me like that doesn't like to be seen online I like to be quite a private person. Yeah. I don't like people seeing where I'm out at lunches or like <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, I don't know why I'm in this industry. <laughs> yes. it's, uh, it's it's always the thing is like, if I'm honest, I ever, whenever I tag you in things, it's suddenly like, oh no, have I offended to lose? <laughs> no, it's like just literally she does not want anyone to know no. what she's doing, what she's um, doing. I'm, no, I'm just... I don't know why I'm like that. I'm just like, no one can know what I'm doing, where I am. Everyone, just pretend I don't exist. <laughs> and yet, for some reason, I'm an actor and I want everyone to know <laughs> I exist. I think it's really funny as well. But do, you, do you get on, um, like, how many people constantly message you other than myself? Who, like, do you have, like, a group of, like, you know, 10 people who remember that you're alive 
on on socials like to work with me or just in general oh, in general oh yeah no i have like m- many friends that, that but they know to not message me on um, yeah you know they not to, not to not message me <laughs> they they just like we just text they don't yeah. they would never tag me in anything on social yeah. media then even like when we go out and stuff they'll be like tell you someone tagging you in this i know you're gonna see it you're not gonna repost it what's the point you know they make fun of me oh no in a fun way they're not like in any sort of rude way um because yeah they know i'm never gonna repost anything so um they just you know and sometimes i'm okay to like you know pop in and be like smile in their instagram photo like you know i'm not gonna like never like show my face you know it's not like i'm in witness protection over here (laughs) that we know of (laughs) (laughs) that i'd definitely be in the wrong industry yeah yeah. (laughs) um but no like I don't know. What were we talking about before we are, before I started saying like I'm a private person? <laughs> yeah, no, it was about social media. Oh, was, social media. Yeah, yeah, and then you were just like, no, I'm private. I'm private. Like, everything's <laughs> a closed book. <laughs> um, no, I just don't post that much, but I'm sure I I should because like engagement wise and followings, and then people are like, oh my god, that person that I follow, they're making this film now. I want to go see this film. I feel like social media though now is like a complete, mm. you know have it's yeah. it's a bit obtuse and obnoxious on how much people yeah. post yeah um and it's all video form now um like instagram doesn't even have um they don't even prioritize photos no no it's all it's all like reels or t- um tiktok now which is like nuts um but i, I do i do find it interesting because like i don't know i i post mostly movie movie stuff but uh, like if anyone finds my profile it's on like completely private you can't see who my friends are or anything like that if you're not a friend of mine um but yeah i just post movie trailers <laughs> and somebody i feel like that is for me a way of you know making sure i'm still alive <laughs> i'm just out there um but also like i don't feel like my life's interesting enough unless it's got a project in it to mm. really warrant unless i'm out with like emily yeah. Or I've got a project. I'm not going to post every day I see a friend and be like, I'm hanging with this person today. I'm not like, I don't know. I feel like that's a big ask of people to be like, every time you go out with a friend, you be like, selfie. Let's, let's. Oh, I love taking photos with my friends. Um, We, I like, t- like today we went out, we went to brunch, went to a pub. Like one of my friends, she's really big on social media. Like she takes lots of Instagram photos and she's always you know, snapping a pic and we take lots of photos here and I don't care about being in any of those. I love being in them. It's just when I'm doing it, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like I like being a recurring character in hers, <laughs> but I don't like having my own show. <laughs> God, can I just imagine you as the lead character and you're like, nah, nah, this is too much. This is <laughs> I've just got to shuffle back into the into the background and be like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, see, that's like, it's like the whole introvert thing. Like, I don't want people to see me. I want people to see whatever character I'm playing. <laughs> so like, Which... I'll be fine on TV. And then as soon as it comes time, if I have to be in interviews, I'll be like, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, literally at the start of this conversation, Talisa was like, oh, oh, that's my voice. Oh. <laughs> I've gotten used to it now. It doesn't sound too bad. No, you have so. a good voice. I have been telling you this. For quite a while. I think I have the worst voice. I don't, I don't know. 
it doesn't I don't like it but it's not sounding too bad on this I'll, I'll have to listen to this back and be like Martin it sounds terrible get rid of it yes <laughs> no, not in the slightest yeah. chance um, yeah. no it's... but you you have a radio voice you do oh a radio voice yeah oh, a radio gosh. voice um, you've got a, you got a, you got all of it you've got a oh, the TV look the theatre <laughs> the theatre um, act and then yeah the radio voice I should just go into radio. I mean, like, it's something that I'm, um, I'm, I'm about to step into the wonderful world, and um, isn't get... it like a dying art form though? Like, no, like... it's caught up on COVID. COVID yeah. really shot it. I, I see lots of like videos and TikToks of like people on the radio. I feel yeah. like people love radio now. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's right. It's mm. um, COVID really shot a lot of that up because there was yeah. nothing. Everyone got bored of watching TV, so yeah. they went straight back to what was good. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of radio hosts like do it in like a podcast form. <laughs> like what we're doing like but, what we're doing it's yeah mm, mm. it's it's also kind of like i feel nowadays especially with but you know you're competing you're competing against so many other mm. great great shows that are also about the same thing and it's like well what divides you between the rest of them honestly it's just about having fun yeah it's about doing what you want to do with that yeah. set, said product no one is identical and, you know, <laughs> the same. My legs are too tall. It's my legs under this <laughs> table. It's a very shallow table. I <laughs> um, you've oh. done extremely well to sit in Thank there. you. <laughs> it's a real, it's, it's a, it's a truck. You, you've had a tough life today. Oh my God. I have such a tough life. Thank you for acknowledging it. <laughs> I want to say get fucked. and <laughs> I. You can say it. Oh, well, yeah, get fucked. <laughs> I love that. Get fucked. Yeah, get not fucked. Even like, it's not even enunciating. No, it's get fucked. Yeah, yeah like no, there was yeah. no, con- no, 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 no consonant in that at all. Just get fucked. Yeah. No, I'm not going to effort more. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you but, like listen to a lot of podcasts and like get ideas or you just like... Just oh, I listen to a lot of people and get ideas. This mm-hmm. is, the, And I read a lot of articles and get ideas. I do a lot of research into getting ideas. Um mm-hmm. A lot of my life is watching things, researching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much like, a, I feel like experiences define us. Yeah. And that is like the best part to cherry pick um, of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you only learn by experience um, yeah. and, and information living. And mm. I think, you know, like for someone who has is an introvert and has anxiety, I run a podcast. Yeah. It's like not a common platform for people who is like, oh, you don't want anyone to really hear your opinions. It's like, I remember telling my mum about this the first time and she was like, oh, <laughs> what would it be about? And I'm like, I don't know, just talk to people. And she'd be like, huh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> she's listened to them now and she I thinks know, they're I've great. I've tried to get my mum into podcasts because she's a very intelligent woman and would love them, but I just... I think she likes seeing it rather than hearing it. Yeah, I think my mum's the same. Um, what do you, What are your favourite podcasts? True crime ones. Oh yeah, I yeah, love yeah, a true yeah. crime. Yeah. Um, anything like like my favourite murder. Oh, and um, no, 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 morbid true crime. Oh, I'm good. Two American oh. um peeps, and they sit in one's a mortician. Oh. So, um, yeah, so she deals with the cadavers. Oh. Um, and get the grisly details of some people m- being murdered. Um, but yeah, there's some episodes that I'm like, dear God, people are fucked. Um, <sighs> because there are some really gross murders out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm. 
I mean, it's it's not too far from, you know, like that long ago, some of these stories, which are only yeah. about like 10, 15 years ago. I think the, mm. um, so yeah, it, 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 I think those are my favorite. Do you have a favorite? I have a couple. Um, um, I, I think my favorites you're wrong about. Um, it's just every episode is a different like topic where they discuss um, um, something like cancel culture or, um, you know, like a person in history. Um, it's just like anything and they debunk myths and things that maybe society thinks about this certain thing. And they're like, well, your society's wrong about this thing. Let's educate people on this. Um, like I loved, um, the one on cancel culture. Um, I loved the one on, um, I just w- listened to one with Jessica Chastain when she was talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye and how, you know, how the media portrayed Tammy Faye. Mm. Um, and portrayed her with mascara running down her face when that was never the case um and how like people like have these memories in their mind so like yeah the podcast is a lot about like people having these memories in our mind and then it being wrong because that's yeah. how yeah so i love that one and i weigh with jamila jamil who's like a um a podcast host um a presenter and model and she was on um that tv show um the good place Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so she has her own podcast and she also has like, um, she has actors and doctors and, and like anyone and she just talks about mental health. Very much like this. Yeah. Very much like a, this podcast. Yeah. And they just have like a very candid chat. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. like th- it was asked to me the other day, like, um, uh, do you do much research? And I do a little bit of research, but I mostly just cuff it because it's like, you know, it really depends on what the person next to you has in terms of information and you just pull you just pull information out and make them feel comfortable that's mm. how you work um i feel like if you go in with a questionnaire it's, yeah. it, it terrifies people to the nth degree yeah, like, like right this one this one this one and this i feel one. like you get stilted answers yeah you do yeah that was, oh this is my experience from childhood this is my experience from now mm. like you, you just people don't talk like that no. so you know off the cuff has always worked and um but yeah, like it's... and a natural progression because, like you know, you start talking about like like this. If we're talking about podcasts, and then like right next question, um, you depressed? What's going no, on? Yes. <laughs> you thinking about suicide? Yeah, okay. Let's yeah, right. Me. Let's let's take this one off. <laughs> like it just feels a bit jarring. Yeah, I know, I know. But you know, but like people, I people talk, love to talk about things like that, and then you know they get into this whirlwind of you know. Um, you just suddenly just get this person going at the end. It's like, I don't feel comfortable to be here anymore and I should leave. And it's yeah. like, how did that happen? <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. They asked the Q&A questions. Mm. Um, but yeah, like that's why I tend to avoid it in podcast. <laughs> in podcast. <laughs> um, no, in podcast fashion, you know, mm. I just try to avoid it to the nth degree. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd rather at the end of the day make someone enjoy their experience than have an awful experience in, mm-hmm. on, the, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you've had a nice... I've had a terrible time. I'm probably <laughs> going to walk out right now. Wow. Yeah. I guess... Um... Yeah, like, what's what's the time? Gonna, <laughs> like, gotta, like, gotta, Just got to go. Um, no, no, it's been chill. It's been it's, easy. It's been easy? It's been one of the better podcasts I've been on. Oh yeah! I'm joking. It's it's the only one I've been on. <laughs> oh, okay. So, the first and last. <laughs> I'm joking. It's been good. You, I will never appear again. <laughs> but no, it's um, 
It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with been you. Great. I've really loved it. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> um, Talisa, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they stalk you? Oh God! After the whole chat of like, I don't like being found. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> I mean, I do have an Instagram. Go find me. You'll you'll love the one post a year. Um, <laughs> at Talisa and Don. If you need help spelling that, it's T A L I E S I N D O N. It's got all the vowels. Um, um, what else am I up to? Um, I'm doing some shit with you. Later yeah. Later. Um, doing my thing. Um, hopefully I'm going to do some more acting things. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to go and check out like some stuff that Delisa and I have done, uh, it will be out next year, but you will see little bits and pieces. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you follow Old Who vs. New Who and other stuff that we do together. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, we. I've got a lot of pipeline sort of mm-hmm. plans um, to work together. So you know, it's just kind of <laughs> when and where, when and, and where, um, yeah. and we're both very busy people. So mm-hmm. we we're just kind of making the time. We're kind of making the yeah. time for each other, and just to make sure. I know, and I don't even do that much, and I'm busy. Can't imagine what I'm going to be like when I'm working <laughs> full time. Yeah, no, right. It's like, oh my god. Um, mm. but no, I'm I'm very excited to like, obviously. I get the privilege of knowing you, but also like I'm very excited to see where your career goes. Oh, thank, thank, you. Years. Um, thank you. I'm hoping this next few years will be busy. I, I want a couple busy years. Yeah, but we're going to make it busy. We're gonna. Yeah. I've, I've I've got lots of ideas and. I don't know. like not being. Busy. No, I know. Neither do I. <laughs> That's why I don't date. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm a career person. <laughs> Ending off on a high note. <laughs> Fuck is... men only have a career. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the tagline. I fucking love it. There you go. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to go and check out more episodes of the Things We Do podcast, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. I'll be speaking with another guest next week and I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye.